Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Elba, and I am an extreme extrovert. So, today I have I learned a lot of things today, and I unfortunately don't have a lot of time to share all the magnificent things I heard I learned today. But um, I will, you know, I'll share with you a few. So, uh, this morning I took my class and my rehab, stuff like that, and I talked, a, I learned a lot about cognitive thinking, and it's, I, I want to talk about this a little bit just because when I think cognitive thinking, I, I feel like everyone has, has at least a mild understanding of what cognitive thinking is. Um, if you Google it, cognitive thinking will give you a lot of um, different definitions. But cognitive thinking is kind of like thoughts, emotions. The best way, the best imagery that I give myself is if you Google the cognitive triangle, it kind of simply um, illustrates thoughts, emotions, and behaviors and how they kind of correlate with each other. And the reason why this was very important with me today is because, as you know, um, I'm new to rehab. And through my podcast and through this um, season, I'm trying to break the stigmas of rehabilitation, alcoholism, uh, alcoholism, ooh, how fancy, <laughs> alcoholism, <laughs> alcoholism, and um, other kind of addictions. <sighs> so, how this plays along is the cognitive triangle is literally a shape with the, on the top it says thoughts, and on the left and the right, doesn't matter really what order, but it, on each of the points of the triangle, it's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And the belief is, if you change one of these elements on the triangle, you can change um, your, supposedly change the outcome, which are the behaviors. So, um, let's put this into a example. For example, um, thinking that you are invincible, thinking that you are a confident person, believing if when you go into a job and you're like, hey, I can do this, I'm smart, I, I'm qualified, and those thoughts bring on the feelings of confidence, of stability, of, you know, of success those that makes you feel good that makes you feel able and therefore your behaviors result in hey you know you're gonna walk into the interview with your chest held high with your chin head held high you're gonna speak clearly and you're just gonna present yourself in the most greatest manner theoretically because you just feel good about yourself and you feel confident and in regards to negative thoughts, which 
I always considered myself a pretty positive person. I tried to stay pretty optimistic. But when I think of myself in regards to an addict or an alcoholic, those thoughts are not positive. Of course not. (laughs) In our society, no one is going to look at um, someone who has an addiction or someone that has even something that as simple and as common as a disability or a mental illness. People are going to look, people look at you differently. They treat you differently. And those thoughts, some of them are true. Some, some things are true. Like, there are people in my life that have treated me diff- differently when they find out that I have an addiction. Because there's a lot of stigma like, oh, you can't be a good addict and be a good parent. You can't be a good addict and be a good professional. You can't be a good addict and a be whatever, right? When I say good addict, <laughs> that was this is just a simple term in regards to like um saying like having any kind of addiction. A good ad- a good addict, there's no such thing. It was just an example. Um but for example, like being an alcoholic and being a parent. You know, that's obviously n- not true like you can be a good parent you can be an exceptional parent you and you might be an alcoholic are you an active one probably most likely not but you know what i mean i'm just throwing out those kind of ideas anyway so say you have that thought and this is where the cognitive triangle really gets very important because When you think to yourself, hey, I'm a horrible parent, or I'm a horrible person, or I'm just, like, not a strong candidate, or I'm just not whatever that is just not appeasing, pleasing, whether it's true or false. And these behaviors just, it's kind of, I like to think of it as almost like a pre-existing notion. If you go into somewhere thinking something... With a pre-existing notion, meaning like, oh, I'm going to fail this horribly. Most likely, it will probably result in the behavior of, yes, you probably might fail. But why, you know, controlling those thoughts are important. Or being aware of those thoughts are important. Because for me personally, one thing that I truly believed, and I still believe to a little bit of a certain extent is that um once i started developing a pattern uh that was unhealthy with alcohol i believe that a lot of my friends didn't like hanging out with me or a lot of them didn't <clears throat> a lot of them like despised me And wouldn't hang out with me. And this is a real thought. This was a real thought for me. And I realized that that thought is restricting to me. Personally. I don't know what it is for you or for other people. You know, maybe it might be another thought. Like any other thought. (laughs) Maybe think about it for a second. But for me, I I was so ashamed because I would go into a room where I once 
had so many friends and then maybe they would see me in a vulnerable situation um, because I was too drunk or, you know, intoxicated. And yes, you, you know, yes, I might have lost a few friends, but I also still have a few that still care. And this kind of brings me to the side note of distortion. I learned um, a lot about distortion in my rehabilitation today. I learned that sometimes we overthink things or underthink things. Me personally, when I would get drunk for three days at a time, I would be like, oh, but I'm alive, I'm okay. I still have a job. I'm fine. I would minimalize it. I'd be like, oh, I, but I haven't drank in three weeks. I'm cool. I can do this. That's min- minimal- minimalization. <laughs> Big word. Minimalization. And, um, you know, and it can also go the other way. Sometimes you, you know, by accident break something that belongs to someone else. It could be just a cup right but in your brain you're like oh my god this cup like now we're not friends like oh my god i broke this and now they hate me you know like that's not true and even if it was true like justifying and asking and making sure that like hey what accusations am i making about this particular situation that is true or false instead of thinking of something so like one way or another I realized I can like it's okay to ask like hey is it like you know what I mean um but going back down to the example of the thoughts I I believe that a lot of my friends did not want to hang out with me so my feelings were the feelings that I had inside were my friends don't like me because I'm an alcoholic and they don't want to hang out with me anymore. So if I have these behaviors and I have these cravings, I'm going to just do it myself. And that's what I believed. I was like, hey, I'm just going to go to the bar myself. If no one wants to hang out with me, I'm just going to do me, you know, because I'm adventurous and fun and I like to, you know, be out and all this crap. And the resulting behavior was I would. I would. I would engage in, you know, um, you know, meeting up with some people, making friends, <clears throat> sometimes getting overly drunk, losing my items, getting lost, you know, um, get, just getting in trouble in general. <laughs> um, and that's not a good behavior, you know? And the thought itself is, I believe was the cause. Like, when I would wake up and be like, oh, I can't call any of my friends because I feel this way, then my behavior resulted so negatively. It's... And I think what is very interesting about this cognitive triangle is that it is not a base for everything. It's just an idea. It's just a visual of, like, kind of trying to understand yourself and, you know... Maybe 
someone else you love that might be going through something difficult, maybe whether it's addiction or anything else. But starting off today, I think um, it was really good just kind of, you know, waking up and getting all this information, like, in regards to, like, rehab. Um, It was my first day, and I, I I just, I, I feel ready, I feel able, I just, there was... I also feel kind of mind blown, like my brain is just worked up. I I know I have a lot of work to do and a lot of things, you know, to accomplish. But um, I'm just really hoping that um, this train <laughs> of sobriety um, continues to challenge me in good and positive ways. And I know it will be scary and it will be fun and it will be humorous. It will be sad. <laughs> But I really appreciate um, anyone who uh, is listening to my podcast. And um, if you are going through anything hard, feel free to email me. Um, I also help out on the app Wizdo. Um or, uh, I believe it's spelled W-I-S-D-O. Yep, it's Wisdo. And it's an app where, um, you know, people, um, can discuss things such as mental illness, disabilities, addictions. It's just a free public app. Um, there is some confidentiality. Obviously, there is, like, no dating. Um, it's not a dating site. But if anybody is interested in that, please check that out. And I do help out on Wisdo with um, anxiety, depression, and LGBT issues. So feel free to message me on there. Love you, Alva. And I'd be happy to talk. (laughs) We don't have to talk about this. We can talk about anything else. But anyway, back to the topics. (sighs) I just, I don't know, I, I... I just want to take this um, cognitive triangle with me today. I just really want to experiment with it, with the idea in my head. Um, I want to take notes on um, what kind of things I go about my day when I go to work, um, what kind of um, thoughts and feelings that I have. So today is just going to be one of those days that I'm just like really just trying to take notes of my own self and my own being. <clears throat> but I one of the, some of them that I thought were there was a whole list of like um like cognitive distortions. It's very interesting to me. And when I read a lot of them, I was like, you know, I feel like everyone can kind of resonate with a lot of them. For example, like, um, one cognitive distortion is overgeneralization, like I had mentioned before. Um, but one overgeneralization that I have in my life is I had made a mistake. I planned a huge trip to go somewhere and I got intoxicated and I was unable to make that trip. And 
the overgeneralization part, that means it's like the never-ending pattern of, like, oh, because this happened, I'm a failure. Because this happened, I have tasted, I'm just defeated. You know, and I, I realized that about myself. I was like, hey, I'm taking this incident that happened to me, and yes, it had caused some, you know, might short or long-term issues, but... It is a distortion. You know, that thing that has happened has moved on. You know, I'm doing other things, making new mistakes, making new discoveries. And it doesn't have to come up over and over and over. Just because I had made that one mistake in the past does not mean that I'm a failure now. You know, it has made me, you know, work on myself. It has made me... Um, step forward and go into rehab. So I am not a failure. That's something that I have proven to myself um, through that thought process. One of the other distortions is um, discounting positives. And that means um, sometimes when we accomplish things, like when we... It could be anything. We get up in the morning despite having an anxiety, a really bad anxiety attack the night before. Um, We drop our our kids off at school even though something is just jabbing at you and you just want to stay in bed and cry. Um, You go to work. You get your degree. You finish high school. You get a certification. You get a new job. All these great things that all of us are doing every single day working on your fitness um drinking lots of water eating lots of food healthy foods foods that are make your body feel good these are accomplishments these are positives and i feel like sometimes we discount those positives sometimes we look at ourselves in the mirror and we and we kind of push aside all those things that are very very important Because they might seem minimalistic or too small. And I, it's easier said than done, but that's something that I kind of want to work on myself. I I shouldn't blow off these tiny, like, accomplishments that I have. It's a distortion of my reality. And, um, and, you know, we all make mistakes, but... We also can learn from those mistakes as well. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, one that I thought was interesting in regards to um, cognitive distortions is emotional reasoning. Fun fact. <laughs> Maybe not so fun. But um, when I was younger, um, my parents were very strict. So... Naturally, <laughs> I kind of developed this thought of, hey, you know, this is this is um, emotional reasoning. For example, like if you don't say, well, let's make a easier example. Say you went to work and you arrived on the wrong time. You messed up your work schedule, right? You were supposed to come at one, and you came at two. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I'm sorry I'm late, but shit. And you start 
getting these emotional reasonings with yourself. You're like, God damn it, I'm stupid. Like, how stupid? I should have just set my alarm, right? Oh, I'm so dumb. I, I should have done that, you know? And because I'm stupid, because I feel stupid, because I look stupid, because people say I like stupid, therefore, I must be stupid. And that's interesting. That's interesting to think because me as a person, I have thought that about myself. And just, you know, I'm not blaming my parents or anything. It was just their their uh, parenting style. They were just a lot more strict. So, like, if I made a mistake, you know, my father, you know, like most fathers probably do, is they're like, what are you doing? Are you stupid? Like, come on. Like, let's go. You know? And I... Because, like, I experienced that growing up, I noticed that I kind of do that to myself as well. I beat myself up, and it's not really helpful. (laughs) It's not really helpful when, um, at all, (laughs) when I have to get up and do therapy and, you know, for three hours every day. And then I have to go to work. You know, that, that mindset for me is not healthy, and it does not help me. (laughs) feel accomplished in my goals as a person um so that I don't know uh, that's something that I personally want to work on because I'm like I and my sister would always tell me this she would always say don't talk to yourself the way that other people like don't talk to yourself the way you would not talk to other people so if you would not talk to your sister and say, oh, you're dumb, you can't do this, you make so many mistakes. You would never talk that like that to your loved ones. You would never talk to that like that to your, your children, you know? And so why should you talk to yourself like that? It's not right. It's not okay. So don't. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but it definitely is easier said than done, and... Today, I just would ask everyone just to kind of think about that. Think about the cognitive, you know, um, triangle and how it kind of plays into your life. Maybe it might benefit you. Maybe it might not. And that's okay. This can just be a fun podcast that you can listen throughout your day. But I really just wanted to share with you guys that piece of information that I learned today. (sighs) Because I, I just feel a lot more light. I, I just feel like more prepared for this particular day that I'm having. Um, and I just really hope that maybe it might help somebody else. But going off, uh, moving on from that topic. Uh, Minneapolis is having weird weather. <laughs> One thing that I... I'm very interested to see this year is like is winter gonna be like way later than usual I don't know if uh, like okay I was born in 1992 and when I was about like five I think we or maybe maybe even later than that five or eight um I live in downtown Minneapolis so um when I was younger and I grew up in Minneapolis too I there was one day that we had winter. <laughs> there was this one year that we had winter um, during spring break. <laughs> and, you know, if 
for people that don't have a spring break, because maybe they, I don't know, live in a fun, warm state, <laughs> um, spring break um, comes, you know, for ch- grade school children. You know, they go home, spend some time, and in Minneapolis, that's a great time because it's the only time of the year, really, where it's actually somewhat decent outside, <laughs> and you can go play and hang out with your friends, right? And this one year, for spring break, it was freaking snowing. <laughs> and I remember, like, going outside, and my mom was, like, you know, helping me shovel, because that's what you do. <laughs> and I was just looking, I I still remember, I still remember seeing the, you know, the street all covered in white, and there was a mailman, he was stuck And I had to go help him, me and my mom. 